0: The six thirty Chad afternoon news with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross weekdays at two on six thirty Chad.
1: Tuesday, it's Jaylen and Andrew on the six thirty <laughs> Chad afternoon news. How you doing?
0: Pretty good. I appreciate your enthusiasm. Very little to get excited about on a Tuesday. Oh, nice well, weather. Taco Tuesday. Sure, sure. Gee, I hope that's the thing tonight in my house. Uh, we could see thunderstorms tonight, possibly. Might see a
1: little thunderstorm. I was the certainly weather's welcome that. turning kind of a Wednesday, yeah. Thursday, but boy, oh boy, looking good for the weekend again.
0: Yeah, yep. and Which I have no worse. work.
1: Oh, like, come to nothing. our place. We've got tons of yard work for you do. No, no, no I, to don't, do.
0: I didn't mean that. Oh, so you got a bunch of gravel delivered oh, last night, so how did that gracious. go? gracious. You've got that, well, your driveway's what, about two, three and a half kilometers? Yeah, something? that's like, right, Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't even have a driveway.
1: So we had a, a load of gravel or whatever rock uh, delivered for the driveway because we have the big. What, what's the tech? Is it aggregate?
0: Is that what yeah, they call something it? yeah, something like that? Yeah. I don't
1: know. And so, b- because of the top part of it, we have the concrete slab. Mm-hmm. But then it's probably about what I don't know, hundred feet out to the road. Sure. I don't. I don't know. Well, I
0: think at least. Yeah.
1: Okay. And so, um, Ken, our buddy Ken. Mm-hmm. Drops it off, but just kind of, you know, when they drop it up, they just open up that back and no, different, different, friends of ours, okay, so, um, and just kind of dumped it all out in about a twenty foot by two feet deep, <laughs> six feet wide slab of rock, crushed rock that had to be spread by hand. We didn't know it was coming yesterday. Otherwise, we would have arranged for a bobcat.
0: So, before you tell me... couldn't get into the driveway. (laughs) Before you... Well, I was about (laughs) to ask, but I just want to, before it's forgotten, (sighs) it made sense to me for a second there when you said our buddy Ken, because I was thinking, of course, of uh, Ken Franchuk from Crystal Glass. Yeah. And I thought... Yeah, he would. He's the kind of guy that would own a uh, truckload of gravel. Because he would. Because he's in the windshield <laughs> business, so he would just.
1: Keep it all.
0: Just sort that out and spread no, it around. No. Yeah.
1: Friend, uh, different friends. Okay. Of ours.
0: So you can't even enter your driveway. No. You, you knew it. You didn't know it was going to be delivered yesterday, but you knew it was coming.
1: We knew it was coming. We just thought we would get a heads up so we could arrange a bobcat or, you know, talk to a neighbor who has mm-hmm. uh, equipment like that that we could pay to help spread the oh, stuff.
0: Wish I'd have known because. If you would pay for the rental of a bobcat, I would come over and drive that bad boy in a heartbeat.
1: (laughs) Poor coach, uh, good three or four hours. By the time uh, I got home, three and a half hours. By the time I got Hmm. home last night, he was shoveling it by hand, spreading it by hand. What are you going to do? Well, and that's it. And then so I went and changed into shorts and my rubber boots and grabbed my rake and I started.
0: May I ask why you need rubber boots for gravel? um,
1: Because that's what I had. Okay, fair. They were at the in the garage, so I put on my rubber boots and we started spreading, doing more. Spreading more, spreading. There's Meantime, a load of gravel
0: in front. Quick, get my boots. Get my
1: rubber boots. <laughs> Meantime, our next door neighbors. Yeah. They uh, received a load as well, and yeah. the fellow that lives there, he'll be the first one to say. He says, "Yeah, I'm yeah, not doing this work." <laughs> he lasted well, about to. five minutes and went around the corner to one of our neighbors, Charlie, the guy with the chickens. Yes. And um, said, "Hey, can you bring that piece of equipment over here?" So as they're standing there watching their gravel all be spread. Out on their driveway. Coach and I are actually doing it by hand, doing it by hand. Well, it
0: it wasn't in a pile, right? Because a good truck, a good gravel driver will spread it for you.
1: It was in a long, so it was spread,
0: but yeah, long flood. So about,
1: okay, I'd say about four feet wide, 20 feet long, (laughs) two feet deep. There was a lot.
0: So is it done?
1: Well, you know what? Oh. Once Charlie finished up next door, he he came over and he said, "You need some help."
0: Now, did you oh, pay him? Yes.
1: He wouldn't take any, but he will be getting something yeah, on the front yeah. doorstep for sure. sure you need to drop but some he did kind of that last little bit, dragged it out. So there's yeah. a little bit more to be done. But boy, oh boy, that's a lot of work. How did you know how much to order? Um, the guy who um, dumped the rock off mm-hmm. told us how much we oh, needed. Oh, that's good.
0: Wow. So that was your night.
1: So that yeah, so that was our night last night. Yeah. And sure. then this morning the wood got dropped
0: off. Wow. So
1: tonight it's so stacking it's wood. Busy
0: at the Nye uh, ranch at, at
1: the ranch. Got a wedding to get ready for.
0: Would you do well that's in July. Did you get a cord of wood or what'd you get? Um,
1: it's not a cord. It is a it's a cubic something. It's um, oh, the same okay. amount of wood I get every time from my buddies, the the wood people in Spruce Grove.
0: Nice. Woodman, do, do you Grove. burn wood all year round, or yes, just sir. You okay? Know that. <laughs> well, well, that's true. I do know that. You've shoveled your way to the fire pit before. So we yeah. don't
1: have we don't have a, a wood burning fireplace. Mm. Our, our fireplaces are so it's electric, just for the fire pit. But it's just for the fire pit. But we have had uh, many winter fire mm. pits.
0: Well, meanwhile, I was in your neighborhood last night.
1: I know you were in my neighborhood. I thought you might stop by to help shovel some, you
0: know... i got to be honest with you. You the, had already done that at Blue Meadows. The thought <laughs> crossed my mind, and then I remembered you had that load of uh, gravel, and I just kept driving. It was, uh, yeah, it was at uh, Blue Meadow Hall, I think it's called, or something Blue like Meadows. that.
1: Blue so Meadows. It's a police place, eh?
0: Yeah, it's owned by the police. As I a got... lot of
1: weddings and stuff out there. Oh! Speaking of which,
0: listen up, everybody. So I pulled into Blue Meadows last night, which, by the way, was far easier to find than I thought it was going to be, because you just say Blue Meadows into Google Maps, and uh, that's what it's called, so it takes you right there. So the directions seem arduous, but they're really not, right? So it took me right there, down a gravel road, finally got there. But as I pull into the parking lot, the first thing I see is a great big forensic unit, because this is who I was entertaining, right? Mm-hmm. So as I pull it, that was my thought, too. As I pull it, I went, oh, well, everything I okay. everything's okay here. Right, but it was there for people to inspect mm-hmm. or whatever. And then I look over into the field. What do I see? A tent? Air One. Did you go ask Yes, them? so I jumped out of the car. I went, I didn't even go in the hall to tell them I was there. I went straight to Air One. One of the pilots was there, yeah. right? And and again, they were there just to, by the way, Air One's a lot smaller than I remember it. It's, well, there's a new one. Well, maybe that's the new one because it's tiny, this thing. Anyways, I went right to the pilot. He was explaining how the rudder works or something to somebody. So I patiently waited. The rudder? I don't know. And then, or the back prop, whatever they call it. <laughs> I'm not really a technical guy. But when he was finished, I let him finish. And then I introduced myself and I said, hey, uh, we had a bit of an argument on the air last night uh, or yesterday afternoon. We went back and forth with the texter and I told him that there was a party in your neighborhood and that air one came and uh, shone the flashlight on it. Right. And I said, one of our listeners said that they would never, ever respond to a party. So that just wasn't it. Right. So he said, Okay, well, here's the deal. We could have been in the neighborhood shining a flashlight or a spotlight on something else, and it could have seemed like it was on the party. But as far as responding to parties, we definitely respond to parties. He said, we're up in the air. We take the same calls everybody else does on a priority basis. So if the call was, uh, if it was an acreage or if it it was a new development or something like that, he said, we would go and shine the flashlight on the party to... So that the police officers yeah. and cruisers could navigate their to there. it. They way there, yeah. yeah. So Did you I said, find
1: w- out what it was? What was going on there? He
0: wasn't working on Saturday. Oh, uh, bummer. But he told me that, uh, yeah, no, absolutely, they would do that. And he then told the story of somebody had hit a deer, uh, I think, last weekend, the weekend before. And uh, But it wasn't killed. Mm. And the motorist phoned, and uh, Fish and uh, Wildlife couldn't find it, and they had a police cruiser out there looking for it. And he went on that call. So yeah. he went, shone the flashlight, they found the deer. So he said, yeah, we do lots of stuff that you wouldn't think we do. So there. So there, <laughs> listener. Uh, because he said, we're up in the air anyways. Like, we're not going back if it's not busy. So And there's calls going on all mm-hmm. the time. And then he said the other thing was that, if they happen to be in an area where a noise complaint came in, they might not go across the city to go to it. But if they were there, um, they would definitely do it. They would definitely hover over the, you yeah, know, let, I the, saw let them, them know. Yeah,
1: com- I saw them coming from, like, downtown area um, when they came in that day. I mean, again, it was pretty it
0: was pretty rowdy. Well, <laughs> this guy, you know what, I really, I, I quite admired this uh, pilot, honestly, because you can tell that he loves his job yeah. and that he loves sharing the details of well, his job. He
1: gets, he gets to fly.
0: Yeah, it's a great job. And Helicopters and he, are cool. He was wanting to, you know, show me every aspect mm-hmm. of the chopper and everything. I really just wanted this one question answered. But he was so excited that I, I, I took the tour. Um, but, yeah, he did say that that it's, it's not always what you think it is and that those calls are on a priority basis. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes, like any other police call, this is the way he put it, that, you know the call goes out that there's this happening, and then somebody in a cruiser will say, "Okay, we're responding. They see themselves the same way. if If they happen to be over your area, if they if that's where yeah. they were flying and there was a you know big party, they would respond because they can be there really quickly and at the very least get an idea of just how big it is. How
1: big it is because, let's be real, as you know, trying to find your way out to Blue Meadows sure. last night, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it can be tricky to, to navigate tricky. out in that That's end right. of town.
0: So so there you go. There we go. I knew that was true because <laughs> I'd, I'd talked to an Air One pilot before, but I thought, well, maybe I misunderstood him or maybe I didn't get it right. But So as soon as I pulled in and saw him.
1: Regarding the gravel, this one says, well, a good trucker would have spread it out. Well, That's he right. did spread it out, but it wasn't spread out... All the way. You know what I mean? I mean, (laughs) it was spread out well, but it was still a hell of a lot of work.
0: (laughs) Jason, um, somebody had just suggested that. We should start our show earlier.
1: Oh, uh, that's right.
0: Uh, Morley Scott doesn't do Oilers now. It's a Bob Stoffer. Yeah. Uh, number one and number two, uh, we're never looking for a reason to be on the air. Two more hours.
1: Yeah, six hours. You don't want six hours. Yeah, there's of us. enough
0: of us at four. Thank, you,
1: thank you. But thank you. But yeah, you, you might that. think that,
0: but mm-hmm. no, <laughs> not happening. Ah, oh, there it is. Can
1: I throw this one out? Oh, you uh, can throw anything. <laughs> oh, by the way, Kelly Keene's on the show today.
0: Yes, always excited to Kelly, uh, Kelly Keene. Kelly on
1: the show, so we're going to talk some money there. Did you see that story uh, on uh, marriage? I did. And how um, a lot of Canadians are now saying, yeah. Don't need it. Don't need to
0: do it. I I, I know that uh, the the percentages are rising um, with regard to people not wanting to get married or not seeing Mm. it as significant to get married, that moving in together is the same sort of commitment. My suspicions are, you know how we always talk about or uh, people talk about how marriages, the percentage of marriages that fail has gone up. I, I think we're raising kids Uh, And more and more kids who saw their parents' marriage Mm -hmm. fail, Mm -hmm. and that's probably what accounts for... Millennials thinking, well, marriage is no real commitment.
1: Yeah, four in ten Canadian adults have never married, aren't sure that they want to. It was an Angus Reid study that was uh, that just came out. They said that most Canadians are pretty much lukewarm on the idea of marriage. That fewer than forty, that well, that forty-seven percent say it is important to them that a couple that plans to spend the rest of their lives together get legally married, and fifty-three percent say marriage is simply not necessary. Uh, Majority Hmm. uh, are of the view, though, that getting hitched is a more genuine form of commitment than living in a common law relationship. Well,
0: personally, I definitely feel that way. I know people have always... This has been an argument for, for the decades, but... The argument is that a piece of paper doesn't make a difference, but it kind of does. Like, uh, not to uh, you know minimize the impact of uh, marriage, but there's a difference between planning to go on vacation and actually buying the tickets. I mean, you know, <laughs> if you have to go through the process of getting a refund. You're more yeah. likely to take the trip. And I and I feel like with marriage that if the the outcome of dissolving the relationship is you have to go through a divorce uh-huh. and you have to divide assets and you uh-huh. have to bid, you know, all that kind of stuff, that there is a commitment there. My only thing is I think despite the fact that marriage is on the decline, apparently, I, I still feel like people rush into marriage. And and although I did, and it's working out, or it has, I still feel people rush into it without their eyes wide open.
1: Well, this was interesting, and I was surprised at this number. It says nearly three-quarters of 18 to 34-year-olds. So 18, I think, is on the the young age. But 18 to 34, 73% have never been married. And I would thinking, mm. I, and I'm thinking that there would be more like the 25 to 35 gang in there that have been married. Well,
0: again, you know what, Jay, one like in
1: I, six in that group say they're not, they're, they don't, meh, don't I, care if they ever do.
0: I think that relates to a changing financial situation. I think that maybe 20 years ago, 18 to 30 would be the age at which you got married, uh-huh. but I think people are finding it harder and harder to get into their own homes and harder and harder to financially, yeah. you know, because we see statistics where people are not leaving their parents' homes until much later, Yeah. you know, so I can see where that would get in the way of wanting to be married.
1: And, and you know what, I know what else is that there seems to be a trend or um, it, it's okay now for people to switch jobs every couple of years. When mm, yeah. we were younger, it was very much, I think, that you, you get your job and you're probably in it for life. If you're lucky yeah. or not, you're in it for life, you're right. right? You're right. I, and you know,
0: actually, that related to marriage, too. Yeah. I mean, my I was brought up to believe, and my parents stayed together till my dad's death. There was no divorce among my parents. But my parents, and I'm not saying this is right. It's just what it was. They wanted me to get the right job, get the right lady and and make my plans and that was going to be it and when I left my first job my dad was devastated he just thought it was Mm -hmm. the biggest mistake I'd ever made when I got divorced they were wiped out that Yeah, yeah how did you let a marriage fail that kind of thing yeah the idea back then and I don't I honestly I don't think it is a good idea
1: you know I'm I guess I I I come from divorced parents I had no intentions of ever getting married um got married The first time quite late. I was 30 years old, and that's... I think
0: that's a good age to get married.
1: Yeah, it was a good age. It didn't work out for us. I mean, we were divorced But your career's
0: underway. Your finances are starting to come together. Yeah, it was
1: a little bit better. But, you know, divorced um, six years later. And I really had no... I, at the time, thought I wouldn't get married again. But when I met Coach, I knew... That I wanted to marry him. I didn't want it just to be living together. I, I wanted to be married to that man.
0: See, I'm going to confess something to you. that I don't You wanted think, to be married to my yes, man, too? No, <laughs> I did want to be married, though. When when I got divorced um, and I dated, there was a short period of time where I just dated stupidly, but, you know, like a year or whatever. <laughs>
1: I think that's like what most people do. Yes. Yeah,
0: but then I did want to find while I was still young Mm -hmm. enough to have another family and, and, you know, reestablishment, I did want to get married. And I did. So I was looking for a wife. And I found a great one.
1: You wouldn't have been happy, common-law. You wouldn't have been happy just living together. No.
0: And you know what? To be honest with you, that was one of the real deciding factors. I mean, I was head over heels from the beginning, but When I first met Carol and we first got to know one another, and it was a short period of time before we were engaged, uh, because the conversation came up, which I highly recommend that you have these conversations, (laughs) you know, children, religion, um, finances, Mm -hmm. uh, plans uh, for the future, you know, everything. Um, But she was having no part of living with me. Oh no! No, that wasn't going to happen yeah, yeah. because that would be disrespectful to her father. Yeah. And I mean, the second she said it, I went, "All right, well, I'll start saving up for a ring then."
1: Well, and there, you, and there you go. And 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 she wanted to have children, even though that you had already had two of your own. So that right. was a decision that was, to a, be conversation made. That we was had a conversation we had to have. Yeah. To be made. And for for me, I think Coach was relieved that I hadn't wanted children mm. um, of my own uh, because it, yeah, I'm not sure either of us wanted to start over at forty <laughs> uh, doing that. <laughs> um, no. And and had his children been young, like little, like like two and three years old, I'm not sure that would have been a, a little twist in the plans Oh,
0: I'd love to meet Mom and I.
1: <laughs> but 15 and 18 years old I could, you know, it was yeah, a different sure. it was an immediate different relationship. Yeah. So, it was it was good. Anyway, it's 2:22. We've just been rambling on here about love and marriage. Imagine that. Uh, we'll take a break here, continue the conversation. What do you think? What do you think? Would you um you look at your 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 kids, do you think they'll get married? Will they get married? Or would you be surprised if they never get married at all?
0: Hey, uh, as you've heard in our uh, news today, mm-hmm. uh, the school zone thing, which we like to talk about here from time to time. So it's it's being, they, they've met, they've discussed, and, and they're going to do a study for a year and <laughs> determine what the, you know, which, whatever.
1: Well, when they get some data. When they get some they data. They can get some data.
0: But I got to tell you, <laughs> when a counselor says something that I just go, yes, I feel like I'm so quick to criticize city council that I want to really give them a... Uh, I want to give Tim Cartmel, who happens to be, by the way... He's yours. He's he's my uh, councilman, but I've, we've only met the one time. Um, but he said something today, and I went, Tim, buddy, nice. Here's what he said. There's a certain propensity for city to not take the time to do it right, but always take the time... To do it again, <laughs> 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 we've seen this a few times now, and I would like us to learn from this lesson. They
1: should. They should put that on a. That yes. could be a city motto thing. That
0: should be on each counselor's desk. desk yeah. yeah. A poster should be put up on the hallways. Uh, love it. Just love it. I mean, it's it, and and obviously it's easier for a first-time councillor to talk about council because you know they don't. And they weren't on council in previous uh you know uh sit- but but it i just thought that statement was so dead on ah doing it right the second time yeah Because it does feel that way, doesn't it? Well,
1: you know, as you know, and uh, just um, this was interesting too in out of the newsroom today, the dispute with the Metro Line LRT signal provider uh, Talus is, you know, as we know, at the next stage they Mm -hmm. they put that um,
0: that motion that
1: that motion, whatever it was, the time limits run out for Talus, and that notice of default was issued last week, but. Nothing. Nothing's happened since. Nothing happened. Nothing's happened, nothing's happened yet.
0: It sounded like and, TELUS was posturing, uh, uh, legally posturing at the yeah. time, because they made a statement saying that we're going to continue to work towards uh, resolution of the problem. So in other words, you're going to have to fire us, and we're going to uh, have to go to court.
1: The mayor says the next steps won't come to city council, but will be handled by the administration as they evaluate how the signal company responded, or didn't hmm. respond. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> oh, sorry I snorted it's bad it's just we gotta just and, and you know I talked to uh, Andrew Knack on the day you were gone and and you know he and other council members <laughs> are looking at uh, you know at this in terms of major projects learning from their mistakes making sure moving forward they do it right um, all those things that you uh, want to hear and I ran out of time with uh, Mr. Knack and I wish I'd had him for an hour I would have taken him for an hour uh-huh. he wasn't available between meetings but what i was going to say to him was that's great like that's that's the obvious thing that council has to do is take a look at mistakes and learn from them and moving forward do it right and that's all great uh, but that was in regard to uh, major projects and i'm wondering what about minor can mm-hmm. we what about just how day-to-day operations run at the city and and the crews that are out there doing the work that they do do we ever look at that as well, because you, like I said, you well, can't Andrew, talk to a city we, employee. We,
1: we keep an eye on that, and we have <laughs> yeah. we look at it at a regular basis, sure. and we get reports back sure. from their team leaders. Just try and plant a tree. That's we are committed to an efficient, <laughs> well organized, well
0: run city of Edmonton. To sum it up, uh, we take these matters very seriously. The six thirty Chad afternoon news with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross weekdays at two on six thirty Chad.